Welcome to the show presented by VDG Sports. I'm your host, Vince Douglas Gregory. Are we entering the age of sport demand? Got an answer. I have an answer. Can you really, really trust the experts? Ah, short answer, maybe. Hard answer, maybe. Long answer, wait for it. It's a coming. And can you, or can they, that being the NBA, NFL, and MLB, can they expand? Can they basically add more teams? Yeah, there's an answer for that as well. There's an answer for that as well. And trust me on that. That is not something that I was thinking of. It was brought to my attention. But we are, I'd say, we are in the age of sport demand. We can already get sport on the go. We can already get sport on the fly. There's so many different platforms that one can use to get their opinion out. One can use to spew their truth. One can use to conjugate with other like minds agreeing on the same thing, no matter how relevant or irrelevant it is. With all of these factors there, and with me presenting all of these factors, how can sport not be on demand? How can we not already be in the age of sport demand? Whereas networks, streaming services are paying through the roof to get sport, to get the rights to sport, to get the rights to certain leagues, to just get the rights to having sport, period. Because they know this shared experience, this experience that you can share with someone else and that is magical in the moment, but not really watching it, not live, not live basically on DVR or being recorded. And even then you're still watching, you're still tuned in. It's just, you're time hopping. You're traveling either back to the future or future to the back. Regardless, you are getting them eyes on something that can't necessarily be repeated, can't necessarily be replicated unless it's a back to back, unless the game is a quagmire and it has to be played over or a mulligan where wait what was going on what was happening what we can't do this we have to play it over we have to we, we need to do over we need a do-over right now at this exact moment atm atm and even if that was the case the results necessarily wouldn't be the same unless it was a powerhouse going up against a cupcake. A powerhouse up against a cupcake stands no chance and we expect 100 out of 100 times that powerhouse to destroy the underdog, to destroy the cupcake. But you know what they say about sports and the reason why we tune in, those of us who like sports, side note, side note, those of us who like sports, that's one of the reasons why we tune in, because we know that any given day, any given match, the opposing team can win. 
the opposing team can win. If that wasn't the case, we wouldn't tune in to begin with. If that wasn't the case, we would simulate everything. If that wasn't the case, we would create a computer program and let the computer program just tell us the results. And we just look at the program, the ones and the zeros, and like, yeah, I like these ones and zeros. They tickle my fancy. Because we know ones like to tickle zeros. And if you multiply them together, you're still a zero. Unless it's a hero, an H, but you're not here for that. Definitely in the age of sport demand, because not only that you can't truly recreate the match itself, that each time it's gonna be played, it's gonna be different, it's gonna be something new, not necessarily improved, but something unique something unique having the devices having the platforms that's readily available to the fan to the journalist to the sports player to everyone involved that can amplify or mute their voice and they can get together with other people who think alike they can form a think tank i suggest you don't free advice free advice but you do you whatever works for you but know that advice was free and it was there for you that advice is free and it was there for you these platforms you can amplify or mute your voice you can say what you say you can spit your truth you can spit your non-negotiable facts or negotiable facts or plain out myths but watch out for the myth busters watch out for those myth busters you can do that and you can do that amongst other people you can banter back and forth amongst other people you can increase that shared experience that unique shared experience that can't be repeat that can't necessarily be replicated unless you're playing the game again and even if you're playing it again there's gonna be different results or it's gonna be different on how you got to those results. And that is definitely the age of sport demand. How can that not be sports on demand? Sport on demand, because you can get it when you want. You can see it when you want. You can put all this information out there when you want. You can read intake this information whenever you want. It's there readily available sitting out there somewhere waiting to be consumed and it's not as if this process is standing still it's not as if this process is just not occurring at the minute at the second at the hour because one somebody's putting something out somebody else different part of the world different time putting something else out Maybe same opinion, maybe different opinion, but it is constantly turning. It is constantly going. It is constantly there. And this is definitely the age of sport demand because everything is there. The platform is there. The sport is there. The people are there. The fans are there. The only people that aren't there and don't really appreciate this are, you got it. The robots that who are not programmed for this 
And even then, there's a glitch in the matrix and they, uh, they appreciate it for what it is. And they throw us back an algorithm that doesn't necessarily agree to what we think is true. And it happens and that goes back to any given match, an opposing team can win. Any given match, the opposing team can win. And that's why I gotta say, I have to say, trusting, trust the experts. Hey, in this age of sport demand, trusting an expert, unless you're about that life, unless that is the life you want to live, unless you were born centuries ago, then I suggest you probably shouldn't trust the expert. Then I suggest you probably should get whatever information you need and form your own opinion or fact or negotiable fact. Get all the information you need, all the information you want. You can even find like-minded people, people who think the same way that you think. You didn't hear that from me. You didn't hear that from me. But you can you can say you got it from me, but you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me because I don't go that route. I would want different opinions. I would want different point of views. I would want a different perspective, but hey, you do you, I do me. And if we both somehow think and come out the same way when we process information. So be it. But some of these so-called experts, some of these so-called experts that just get the name expert tagged to their name just because they're a former player, a former something that we should deem important, that is a fallacy in their argument. That is a fallacy within a fallacy within a fallacy. And if you need to know what the word fallacy mean, just know that bad, not good, that's the easiest way I can explain it. That's the easiest way I can explain it. Just because someone used to play a sport and they analyze the sport or they have an opinion on the sport doesn't make them an expert. It makes them a person who can analyze the sport. It makes them a person with certain insight that they can bring to the table. It makes them someone that can tell you what goes on behind the scenes. But you don't necessarily need to play a sport to understand a sport. Play a sport to be good to great at the sport. Play a sport to be one of the best, best coaches ever or anything like that. So if that's the case, it doesn't take an expert opinion from a former player to be an expert to begin with. Don't fall in that trap, peeps. Don't fall for the okie doke. And this is definitely something that you can put my name to and say, where you get, somebody asks you, where you get that from? You can say, I got it from, I got it from him. Him. And that's uh, me. You can say you got it from me. That is okay. I'll, I'll wear that as a badge of honor. I'll puff my chest out. I'll sing 
like a bird because I got an angelic bird-like voice. I'll make my chest pop and I'll do my dance. Not the money man dance, but I'll definitely do the dance. And that's why you really can't trust the experts. Understand that the experts are human, just like you, assuming, assuming they're human. A few might be robots, might be robots, but hey, robots are people. Well, robots have feelings too. I don't know about the people thing because people has a specific definition for it and I, I can't change that definition. No matter how bad and how much I want and would like to change that definition, I can't change that definition. Therefore, we're gonna have to go with robots have feelings too. And so some of these are might be robots. Some of them might be robots and you can't necessarily trust the opinion because someone throws the title or throws the word expert to them. With sport being on demand, anyone can take the title. Anyone can put the title on their name, on a device, on a letter, on a letter, or in a newspaper, or on a device, or yeah, you get it. You get it. Expert isn't necessarily an expert. Expert is just basically somebody that's been doing it for a super duper long time and they've basically seen just about anything, but they can get it wrong too. They can get it wrong more often than not as well. It does not take an expert to have an opinion. It doesn't take an expert to have an opinion. And having opinion and having questions and wondering about certain things, we all do it. We all do it, but there's things and there's uh, questions that never really come to my mind. But when they're put to me, I just I just look at it and be like, you know, that'd be something, that'd be something uh, interesting. Why not? And then I start thinking about it. Then I start going down all these rabbit holes and then I start getting all these informations and then I realize, don't go down someone else's rabbit hole. Go down your own rabbit hole. Go down your own rabbit hole. Like expanding, expanding the amount of teams, expanding the number of teams in the NBA taking it from 30 to another number and I'd say could they do it yeah it's possible because once again the demand for sport and having it in your face and having people discuss it and having people have conversations about it and having it drive just about everything in a lot of the public spaces that would be seen as a good thing it would be seen as a good thing but when you look at it truly the nba there are 30 teams out of those 30 teams how many of them truly have an opportunity of winning how many of them truly 
have an opportunity of winning an NBA National Basketball Association trophy. You know, the championship at the end, the thing that you hold up and you celebrate it's like, I can't believe it. Mama, we made it. We made it. That, there's only a, a handful of teams that you can possibly just count on one hand each and every year that actually have a shot of winning. And then from that one hand, you can take a couple of fingers, probably maximum three, but realistically two, and say they actually have a legit shot of winning. And everybody else, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's, it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be cool to watch. It'll be cool to watch because of the game itself is entertaining far as having a large number of teams actually challenging a large number of teams actually having an opportunity and a realistic chance of winning it all you better use one hand for that you better use one hand and you possibly need to stop after three one hand possibly stop after three and if you are going above and beyond that is because one team has the best player on the planet on it or the second best player on the planet or the third best player on the planet and after that uh-uh uh-uh because in basketball in basketball teams can win but the team with the better players the team with the better system the team that is built for greatness usually win and not that many teams can build for greatness not that many teams of the 30 can build for greatness so you want to add more teams to the mix for what when the league itself is actually trying to take away games and what I mean take away subtract some games so that the players the star players these players that I just spoke of the game changers the one that you want to see the superstar some of the best in the planet the top three in the planet and so forth and so on because you want them not injured you want them to be able to play in the playoffs to be able to play to get their team to the promised land which is the NBA championship game and winning and adding more games and having more teams you would have to play more games and you will be giving them more opportunities to be injured more chances to be hurt because trying to get these games played in a short period of time without the body having proper recovery time is a no no sure the sports science and the sports scientists can determine and factor in when is it cool and when is it not to play and you can add that to the mix you can add that to the mix and that brings in you know that brings in the maintenance the maintenance days the maintenance games and that rubs some fans the wrong way because i want to see this player play but i can't see him play because he's got this maintenance going on He's resting. He's not playing because he wants to be refreshed to make that playoff run. He wants to be fresh during the playoff run. 
and the other amount of excuses that go along, which some are legit and some aren't. But I'm not judging. I'm not judging. And with all of that, the league itself is on an innovative tip. They're trying to look at ways of how to continue to grow, look at ways how to continue to make the NBA fan experience something that's enjoyable for everyone, hopefully everyone. And that's adding or thinking about adding a tournament mid-season. My main question about adding a tournament mid-season is this. What is it going to bring? Because if it's just going to bring more money, I'm sure the players, some players, some players would want to be healthy and some players will want to rest and just be ready to go when it comes playoff time so they can make that push and make that run and fingers crossed win an NBA championship. And I say fingers crossed because once again, one hand, a couple of fingers of teams that actually have a legit shot of winning. This midseason tournament, if it were to happen, it's gonna have to be more than just a money factor. It's gonna have to be beneficial to not only the player, but the fan experience as well, and the team itself. Because why wouldn't the team just shut it down? Why wouldn't the team just field the G League? Why wouldn't the team just field some other players and like, hey, you know what? You go play. This isn't adding to the season. This isn't gonna help us get to the playoffs and blah, 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 blah. And that's why I believe adding more teams to the 30 in the NBA, nah, I don't see it. In the MLB, Major League Baseball, I guess I'll entertain this. I guess I will entertain this because, you know, I don't think that they're going to play anytime soon. Maybe, just maybe, but even, 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 even so, even so. They have 30 teams as well. They have 30 teams as well. And the problem with MLB, you have a lot of teams within those 30 are just farm leagues or farm systems for other teams meaning that all of the players on their roster are playing games and getting developed because they're playing games for the team but when other teams bigger teams or medium teams or teams that just want to get over a hump or teams that just want to make a run or teams just want to change up a little bit they will come in and take the players off of that team that's been playing games and being getting developed and they come and grab them and snatch them up. You have that going on. You have other teams that are paying the bare minimum, paying the bare minimum just to have a team in the city, just to have a team before it's competing. Nah, the revenue sharing keeps them afloat. The sales keeps them afloat the attendance to the game somewhat but it doesn't matter because of the tv revenue and all of the other revenue sharing it helps them out so they don't care they don't care they're just there to be there basically they're there to fill a fill a void to fill a spot they're an empty suit basically just there you see them you, you understand you understand that they exist before as if they bringing anything else to the table other than existing and 
fueling a team. No. Then you have the other teams that actually try. The other teams that actually want to win. The other teams that pump in the money to make sure that their team is going to be left standing at the end or be there to actually make the playoffs to actually make it to the end because you have to make the playoffs and then when you get in the playoffs the variance and all the other factors that you can't really guess guesstimate happens and it's like the roll of the dice it's like the roll of the dice you get in you just want to roll them dice you get in you just want to roll them dice and you hope the odds are stacked in your favor and pumping in money and making sure that you have every basis covered will help out in the long run and you have that so you have the halves you have the middle and you have the ones who don't give a flip i didn't say the have nots i said the ones that don't give a flip and then you have the farm league and you have those different tiers in baseball with the 30 teams already and you're talking about adding or wanting to add more teams no 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 if anything i'd suggest subtract if anything i'll say contract if anything i'll say make that number from 30 go in the opposite direction if you want to add make sure you add in negative numbers if you're adding make sure you're adding negative numbers and hopefully you can get it closer to the teams that actually try and go for it to the ones that try but they try in their own unique way that the organization can utilize but they still are competitive and they still will like to compete and want to compete and I'm not the one that's saying hey make it so that everybody is the same no 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 this is MLB this is baseball just because you spend the most money doesn't necessarily mean you win just because you spend the least amount of money doesn't necessarily mean you can't win there are many and multiple examples that I can throw out there for you New York Yankees Boston Red Sox St. Louis Cardinals, Kansas City Royals, Atlanta Braves. I mean, so to think there's just one way to win and to think that just like the NBA, which is not the best team with the best players usually win, that's not the case in baseball. Baseball is a different animal. It's a different beast. You just want to be able to roll the dice and hopefully that you constructed the team well enough that the odds of you rolling something that you need to advance, rolling something that you need to win it all comes up more often than not. That's the only thing that you can focus on and really, really be, you know, concentrating on when it comes to MLB baseball in the, in the team that is there. And whether you set up your strategy, however you do that, that is truly something that you can do any way. Assuming, assuming you give a flip, assuming you care. I ain't say you gotta be a Care Bear and do your Care Bear stare.
I'm not saying any of that, but you at least gotta give, you, you at least gotta try, make an attempt. So adding or expanding MLB, not a good look, not a good thing. NFL, NFL, is it possible? Could they do it? Anything's possible. Could they do it? Yeah, they could do it. Will they do it? Probably not. Probably not. NFL problem is fourfold, fivefold, tenfold. I got it. Here it is. Here it is. The NFL problem is multiple fold. It is multiple fold. Because it's like this. Some of the owners of these 32 teams, and there's a, okay, how about this? A handful of the owners of the 32 are competent and know what they're doing and know how to run an organization. You don't have to run it the same way, but you have to have an inkling of how to be successful when it comes to NFL franchise. There's not many that, it's not many that understand that. It's not many that gets that right. First off, two, you actually have to, you actually have to put in the work Put in the work to understand what you don't know. And when you understand what you don't know as a franchise, then it'd be easier for you to accept a lot of other things. It'd be easier for you to accept a lot of other things and come to conclusions that will work for you and everyone else. And once all of that's out of the way, you get to having the right roster. And here comes a main, main problem. Because with the NFL, with the 32 teams, the NFL is dependent. It's a quarterback-driven league at this point because the competition committee made it as such. The competition committee made it as such to be more exciting and being more exciting and being more offensive driven. It's leaning that direction, even though the defense has bounced back as of late. You got some amazing defenses that's not boring, that's taking the ball over, that's scoring touchdowns, that's very athletic and doing things that we thought they weren't gonna be able to do when the rule changes happen because you basically can't touch a receiver. You can't hit a defenseless receiver. What's defenseless? Going across the middle. What well, going across the middle and getting hit? You get them alligator arms. You get them alligator arms, you don't really want to go across the middle anymore. And I get it. I get it. It's a a safety thing. It's a safety protocol because of the concussions. But we all know it's more than concussions. It's the repetitive it's the repetitive blows. It's the okay. Okay. You got it. You understand. You know. Hopefully by now. The material, the documents are out there. Don't worry. Don't worry. But with the league decided to take a more offensive approach, I thought the defense was going to suffer. The defense really didn't suffer. So the defense and having good to serviceable to great or somewhere in between, depending on which way you start from, that isn't going to be the limiting factor when it comes to being a successful NFL team because you can have a you can have a subpar mediocre defense and be okay. Offense is a different story. And also, once again, it depends on you knowing 
what you don't know and you having a strategy and you're constructing your team to a certain strategy that you have and building from there and putting the best or fielding the best team to that strategy and having it available. Best team for that strategy and having it available is key. So the defense, depending on how it's structured, it won't be the limiting factor. The offense, depending on which way you go there, is it's that's gonna be the problem. That's gonna be the issue. If you're gonna be a running team, be a running team. If you're gonna be a, a, a shotgun team, be a shotgun team. If you're gonna be a fun and hey, let's throw the ball all over the place, be that. But make sure if you are that team, you can't live in inclement weather. And if you do, you better have a game changer at quarterback. You better have a game changer at quarterback or just build a dome, move somewhere, be a move up out of the city, move to the stake somewhere, move somewhere and build a dome or have a dome built and then you can throw the ball all over the field. Then you can play fast. So one of the things you have to construct your team to the weather of whatever city you're playing in or have a quarterback that can be successful regardless of the weather, regardless of the coach, regardless of the scheme. Basically, one of those generational talents and that becomes the problem. So many coaches, so many GMs, so many teams, the way they structure, they don't admit to what they don't know. And they try to put round pieces in square holes. They try to put triangles in rectangles. They try to put blocks. You get it. You get it. And that is the problem. There are 32 teams, but there aren't 32 generational talent 32 future hall of famer 32 all pro 32 all nfl 32 extremely extremely talented quarterbacks in the league to overcome the deficiencies on offense to overcome the deficiencies on defense and that's where the problem lies you only have maybe a handful, possibly two hands of decent quarterbacks and of the decent, probably one hand of the ones I speak of, the ones that you can plug in anywhere and it doesn't matter. They will overcome every deficiency imaginable, every deficiency imaginable, and there aren't that many of them. And if you got 32 teams, you ain't got that many. So you got one hand, 32, and you do the, you do the math. And with only two hands, you have those gonna be competent of the 32, so you do the math. The others are fending for themselves. The others are trying to find a game change. The others are trying to find that talent that can overcome 
the deficiency, overcome the problems with the defense, overcome the problems with the offense, overcome the problems with the general manager, the coach, and all that stuff. So things don't have to be perfect. And if that's not the case, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be in working together. Everything, there has to be a synergy about it. There has to be this. We're all on the same page, pulling in the same direction factor, and that is hardly ever. And that's why every so often, and not every so often, you would have a team with a subpar quarterback, a team with a mediocre quarterback go to the Super Bowl and win it. Why is that the case? Because everything else worked. Everything else made sense. Everything else was able to overcome that limitation. Outstanding, amazing defense. Outstanding, amazing coaching. Everybody else on the team are game changers. Everybody else on the team are world beaters and they know they part, they know their situation and they run it to a T and the rest of the league and everybody else can't overcome that and the fact they're in any given, any given match as well any given match as well and that doesn't happen as often that doesn't happen as often and that's why the upper echelon of quarterbacks usually win it all the time the upper echelon of quarterbacks are usually there more often than not to win it all the time and they usually face off against each other and beat each other up I mean, not physically beat each other up but beat each other even though they don't really play against each other in the game, but we give them credit, we give them credit. And adding more teams to the 32 when there's not enough QBs, quarterbacks, that can overcome some deficiencies to begin with, other than that, everything will have to be perfect. That, that's a recipe for disaster. So even with this being the age of sports on demand, even with this being the age of sport demand where we can get anything and everything we want at the drop of the hat and we don't need to trust the experts and follow the experts' opinions because we have our own and we can just go and follow in our own think tank, we don't necessarily need to add more teams to MLB, to NBA, to the NFL. We do not need to add more teams because with all of this stuff and information out there and all the other different sports that we can factor in and look at and get knowledgeable on, why would anyone, why would anyone? And that's a question that I leave for you. And that's a question that I have for you. Why? Why oh why? Why? Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.